Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Area 45, back with you. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton, Chris Santiago, producing 713-572-4610. Call, text, be a part of the show that way. Hit us up on YouTube and Twitch. You can watch. Just search 610 Houston on Twitch, Sports Radio 610 on YouTube, and you can watch not just our show, but any show every single day uh, on those platforms. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at Pete Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani. For myself, if um, you were on the phone in the last second, in the last segment, and we didn't get to you, we're sorry. Call back. We'll get you on. We'll get you on. Guaranteed. It's a stack show, man. There's a lot to digest, a lot to uh, talk about, think about, react to uh, from this week. I, I, that's another reason why I'm glad we're here and not in Las Vegas. Those nine dollar Red Bulls, <laughs> man. I'm not feeling that. I, I heard. <laughs> I heard uh, nine dollar Red Bulls. How about a damn sixteen dollar breakfast sandwich from B. Scott the other day, dude? I heard Sandbag and uh, Ron Hewley talk about nine dollar Red Bulls and twenty five dollar daiquiris, and I'm like, man, no, yeah, daiquiri is twenty five dollars. No. That thing better come in a no. gallon jug. Well, look, those guys did a kick ass job. They did a tremendous all job. week long on Radio Row, um, and I, I I've never been. I have no idea how it goes, but I've listened and I've watched it enough times over the course of, you know, <laughs> my 17, almost 18 years here at this station. I know it can be an absolute pain in the ass having to try to do a radio show and talking about, you know, topical things and then just having guest after guest after guest kind of come in and crash your convo. Some of whom you don't even know that they're coming no. on. And, you know, let me, since I addressed, let me, let me get this done now. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who didn't figure out... Are you going to do this right now? Yeah, I might as well just Good. All right. For those of you who didn't figure out that the beef between Ron and I was a work, it was a work. <laughs> okay? Uh, I did try to sell it really well, but it was a work. And, and the reason that it was a work uh, with Ron is that, well, number one, uh, we thought Ron would be the most believable target. Uh, if we were going to say, hey, somebody was sandbagging yep. us, Ron would be the most believable target. Ron would also be the, easiest the guy target. who handled it the best, <laughs> right? Like like Ron is someone that, look, I'm I'm basically cutting wrestling promos on Ron, and Ron is a guy that, that could cut a wrestling promo back. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew that I would get the right interaction. Like Ron would be like, Ron would, would punch back when, when we went after him. Yep, and which he did. Look, uh, it was an idea that I got from a texter. 
Uh, Sean was in on it. He knew about it. Tyler knew about it. Clint knew about it. Chris knew it. Everybody knew about it. And that's how you, you make it work is everybody's kind of got to be, everybody's kind of got to be in in the loop on it per se. Yeah, but we had some listeners, uh, I'm not going to name anybody in particular. Yeah, there were some Lou, people who, uh, who, that, who took it very seriously. <laughs> that took it very seriously. We had some who were very upset at me, some who were very upset with Ron. It was a work. Yeah. Okay. And the whole idea was Sean and I are the only ones here. Let's find let's find somebody and pick on them. Yeah. Right? Just let's have it was fun. A, it was the first week. We said, you know what? Uh <laughs> let's spice it up a little bit. Let's let's have some fun. And uh you you definitely leaned into it. And I, I I admittedly could have leaned into it a lot more. Um I I didn't. Man, T-Mill was sitting in the studio behind us just rolling all the time. T-Mill... Like, do it again! Do more! Push! Push! Like, didn't just lean, but he almost pushed that damn door down. <laughs> uh, so good job by him and you. So, yeah, um, there and, is no beef between us and the drive. And However... let me tell you, Ron was a really good sport about it. He played his part. He played the role. He fought back. We had fun. I got a present for Ron. Oh, you do? I got him a little present. Okay. All right, you gonna tell me about it, or are you just gonna spring it on? I, I got him. I got him a little bottle. Okay, cool. He got might, him a bottle. Hopefully, it's not Mad Dog because no, uh, uh, well, I mean, I think he's got a few of those there, yeah, right over there. And there's a reason why those are over there because it ain't good. <laughs> I uh, no, I, I got him. I got him a nice bottle of bourbon. All right, there you that, go. Uh, I think he'll. I think he'll enjoy. So you know, uh, kind of like a thank you for for playing your role, playing the game, not being a. A, a, a douchey baby about it, you know. Like Ron was okay with it. He, he he played the he played the game, and we had fun. Can I be honest with you? What? I'm glad the game's over. <laughs> now, the game it was only, stressing me out a little bit, man. The game can only go so long, right? Like, after after like a, a whole week of it, like that's that's the, like max Q. Yeah. You know, we I had you had to sell it, uh-huh. and and after we sold it, and then I and then I I, I like double sold it with. You know, getting the oh, you're blaming T Mill yeah. and blaming Clint, and and it got it got fun, and uh, but but Ron was Ron was a good sport about it, yeah. And even if you paid close attention on social, he was liking the he's liking our tweets, yeah, the liking that. the tweets that we were talking mess about him and stuff. So, seven one three five seven two four six ten five seven two four six ten. Let's get out to the northwest side. Talk to John. Welcome into Area Forty Five. What's up, John? Hey, man, I love our show, man. I tell you what, man, you, you know, you guys reminded me of that game. What's that the Titan game when Dalton Shooks uh, took the ball from that guy that was about to uh, uh, intercept the ball? Yeah, that was the, the that was the catch that saved their season, absolutely. Yeah, in the red zone. Yeah, 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 yeah man, that, that was amazing. You know, I say to myself, you know, you only see the top, top tight ends smart enough to do something like that. But anyway, your question was, yeah, I'm all right with Dalton Schultz coming back because all during the season when Stroud needed to get rid of the ball really quick, the chemistry was there. Dalton Shooks got in a space in an area where he could catch the ball, you know, I, and I think he's getting a lot better too. But if you don't mind me saying so, there is one thing that, you know, we really do need. And I, I love Nick Casario so far because I think he's a very smart man. And I don't know if he's going to do that. He might do it and he might go in the draft. But if I had it, and I like Singletary, Singletary is okay. But man, Josh Jacobs, man. 
Josh Jacob is who we need. We need a running back like that, angry, motivated, and you're going to have to take him down. He is not going down. That other brother they've been talking about up there in Tennessee, he was okay when he was young, but everybody know how to tackle him now. Just get him in the backfield and tackle him by his legs, and he's going down. And that other old boy up there that we thought was going to be Earl Campbell when he came out the draft for the New York Giants, he playing safe now, man. He, you know, he laying down when you see the tackles come. But Josh Jacobs, man, he he's nasty. But Nick Casario might probably gonna go in the draft. But you know, that's the kind of running back we need. We get a running back like that, man. Hey, like the Cowboys had. Hey, man, we can go very far, man. But hey, y'all have a good night. I enjoy your show, man. Thanks, John. I appreciate you, man. Uh, talking about Saquon Barkley. Um, and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, you don't kick him out of bed, but I don't think that's near your first priority this offseason if you're the Texans. Uh, it would be and should be a guy like Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley or an Austin Eckler. You know, really the first two because of their age. You're talking about them playing into their age 26 season like Josh Jacobs would be. Saquon Barkley going to be 27 this upcoming season. Uh, you're not worried about the amount of tread on their tires that's worn like you are a guy like Derrick Henry and even to a lesser degree, Austin Eckler. Um, the 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 real kind of conundrum until it's not for me is you're going to have to make a decision if you're Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans and you're not going to be able to go out and spend big money on everybody like if even if that means you're retaining Jonathan Grenard, if you're not, well, you have to make the decision. Are you going to replace that type of production via the draft and an affordable veteran in the free agent market? Are you going to go get yourself a big-time wide receiver on the free agent market or draft one? And if you draft one, then you better spend some money free agent-wise on a running back. You're not going to be able to do all of them, but you have to pick and choose and figure out what makes the most sense for you cap-wise this upcoming season, in future years, if it's a scheme fit, if it's a personality fit, if they fit the mold, the culture of this team. That is as impressed as impressive, Patrick, as, as we are by the Texans' ability to build this team from last year your squad, and by last year, I mean, let me say this, two seasons ago, Now I've got to get in the habit of that, the, the 2022 season to the 23, the roster turned over by more than 50%. That, to me, was a much more difficult job to construct a roster and build around a rookie quarterback and a cornerstone piece defensively in Will Anderson and have a... Uh, a rookie wide receiver in Tank Dell coming in and an unproven wide receiver in Nico Collins. It was very difficult to build around those guys. To me, it becomes a little bit easier now that you know the skill sets of all of those players that you drafted and you returned from the previous season and you went out and got on a one-year deal. Am I wrong? Here is, A, you're not wrong. B, when we're talking about getting a running back in free agent, uh, what to you is a viable, I guess, salary range 
for a free agent running back? Are you willing to go to $7 million a year, $9 million a year, $12 million a year? Where are you looking to pay your running back? And, and I, this is a specific reason why I'm asking this question. Okay? Last year, Derrick Henry, who had 1,167 yards and 12 touchdowns on one of the worst offensive teams in the league, mm-hmm. made $12.5 million. Josh Jacobs, who played 13 games and had 805 yards and six scores, made $11.8 million. Saquon Barkley, who had 962 yards and six touchdowns plus four receiving touchdowns in 14 games on another team that couldn't score in a hen house with a fistful of hundreds, right? made $10 million <laughs> last year. Yeah, last year. All right, is... is these guys are probably not looking to sign for $6 million. They're probably looking to sign for $10 million plus. Well, I mean... Are you willing to pay a running back $10 million plus in free agency? If it's not a reach, and I don't think... Let's just take a guy like Saquon Barkley, for instance, You know, who's going to be entering his age 26 season, who had uh, one of the best seasons at running back two years ago that we'd seen... Uh, over the course of the last 10 to 12 years, right, where he almost ran for 1,700 yards. He's got three seasons of more than 1,000 yards in his career, almost had a fourth if not for injury, right? It's He's hard probably, to stay healthy behind five park cars. Sure, and you know what? The Texans' offensive line is an issue for a lot of people. However, um, I don't think they're going to go and be on their sixth different offensive line coach in as many years. I think Chris Strouser, who was coaching in this scheme for the first time last year, this zone reads this zone blocking scheme. Uh, I think a better running back suited for that scheme is going to improve the line. Uh, we talk about that all the time. Sometimes we don't know exactly what we're seeing, but one thing can I, I can tell you before I really answer your question is the damn offensive line ain't going anywhere. Everybody's signed, sealed, delivered through this 2026 season. Your real question is center and left guard, and presumably both of those guys exist on this team already and are on uh, the same you know, type of journey contractually going to be here through the 2026 season. If you go Scruggs, Patterson, Dieter, whoever you decide, however, um, uh, he doesn't play, so I can't remember his name. Titus Howard? No, the damn left guard that's supposed to be a left guard. Oh, Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green. Um, Hell, for that matter, I don't even know if Kendrick Green factors in. If both, when both of those guys come back from injury this offseason, Saquon Barkley's probably going to command somewhere in the neighborhood of an AAV, I'd say between twelve and sixteen million dollars per year. If he's sixteen million dollars, I'm letting him go. Hell, at twelve million dollars, I'm really thinking about: Do I want to sign any running back mm-hmm. at twelve million dollars? Mm-hmm. But they've got sixty-five million dollars to spend. Is he a difference maker? Oh, it's difference maker. Absolutely. Okay. If he's a difference maker, and you feel comfortable enough to be able to go out, position yourself to get a receiver in a deep wide receiver draft, we're all told, right? If you can go get another dude and have the expectation that, hey, look, Tank Dell's coming back, Nico Collins, we figured out who he is with C.J. Stroud, and Xavier Hutchinson could take another step. You go out and you get another affordable uh, option, veteran receiver, somebody that can replace and be more effective than Robert Woods in a pinch, right? Um, You go out and develop another wide receiver, Maybe you can get him a late first, early second round. 
that to me is not a reach, especially when you're talking about the age and the lack of tread. See, I'd rather on the spend, tires of a guy like Saquon Barkley or even a Josh Jacobs. I'd rather spend the money on a big time receiver. I don't need another young receiver. I've already got three. Mm-hmm. There has to be veterans in the group. And if one of those veterans can be a highly productive guy, give me the highly productive veteran. I'm okay with bringing Noah Brown back on a cheapy deal because he's going to give me three games and get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he's my number five guy because Hutch has moved up, I'll live with him being the number five guy. Uh, or I can go get a receiver in the fourth round and make him the number five guy. But I got to have a veteran, right? Nico Collins is going to his fourth year. But he's only had one full season that he's played where he's been healthy and he's been a and he's been a dog. He's only had one season that was last year. Tank Dell, second year player. Xavier Hutchinson, second year player. I need to have a guy there, and it doesn't have to be Mike Evans. It doesn't have to like like to me, it's not gonna be T. Not Higgins gonna be Mike Evans. Because T. Higgins is gonna get tagged. And then you're gonna if they exclusive tag him, you got no shot. And if they non-exclusive tag and you're giving up picks in order to sign them. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving up picks to sign anybody. Yeah. So is it it could be D Hop. You're telling me you wouldn't take D Hop back? I take D Hop back. I'd probably sign him for one year. And then you could kind of go year to year with him. Okay, this year was good. We'll give you one more year. This year was good. We'll give you one more year. You know, you're kind of slipping. We're gonna let you go. Wouldn't kick that out of. Uh, wouldn't kick that out of bed at all. Uh, it, it just if you go D hop, but then you skimp on running back as well. So if you go D hop, you don't have to skimp on running back. But I just I can't do fifteen million dollars a year for a running back. I don't care who it is. Short term deal, like I mean, because if that guy gets hurt, what's the rest of my running back room look like? Fair. I mean, I think Devin Singletary and bringing him back on a an affordable deal is priority. He made two seven five last year. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to want four or five million dollars. I was going to say double it up. And He's literally one of the best seasons, if not the best season of his career. It, you know, look, I have nothing against against Mona. I thought he, you know, especially the second half of the year, he was an important player for them. Yes. If if we're talking twelve million a year for uh a Josh Jacobs for a Saquon Barkley. That's premier, man. Um, that you're paying a lot of money. I'm I'm good with those guys at that number. If we're talking about Derrick Henry, I think we're talking about seven to eight. Yeah. And if we talk about Austin Eckler, who who's coming off here where he made six and change, but he's got a lot of tread on the tire and he's already showing signs of slowing down. Six seven. That's that's kind of where I'm drawing the line. Or Eckler is a much better receiver than a runner at this point. Um. Uh, you need a guy who can run. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry can run. Uh, can he? J- yes. Twelve hundred yards on a crap team. I know. I worry about. I worry about like getting in too late on him because those guys hit the wall and they hit the wall fast. And he's got the most tread taken off of said tire out of any one of these running backs available in the free agent market. But remember, early for for a lot of the first half of his career, he's a part time player. So it wasn't like he was getting 400 carries every year from day one. He was getting the short end of the carries his first two years. And then he kind of became the bell cow back as he progressed. But he's so damn big. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He stayed pretty healthy all year long. And he was the guy who started the year he's, playing banged up. You're right. And still put 1,200 he's, yards on a trash line with, you know, 
garbage quarterbacks. It, like that offense was brutal. He's a middle linebacker that gets to run with the football. It's amazing. And <laughs> what you he's know what? Done. Every now and then we see running backs who are productive into their mid thirties. Yeah. Right. Adrian Peterson. Uh, Emmett Smith, like we, we see these guys, they don't come around often, You're right? But they do. Is is he one of those guys? Is he a guy that still has two years, maybe a third year, before he falls off the cliff? I know when you get running backs and they're thirty three, thirty four, they're gonna fall off the cliff. You, you know, he's gonna be thirty one. Can mm-hmm. I get two years out of him because of how big he is and how strong he's performed, even on bad teams? Can I get that production out of him for one or two more years at the right price? I'm willing to find out. What about you? Seven one three five seven two four six ten five seven two four six ten. How would you prioritize running back offensive line? We'll actually get back to that convo a little bit later on in the show. One of the most respected NFL analysts in football weighed in on those very topics regarding your Houston Texans this week. We'll let you hear from him. He's Patrick Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. It's Area 45. Coming up next, it's time for Hot Leads. The biggest stories of the day is next. Sports Radio 610. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. These are the new leads. Now look, I need the leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads. They stole the Glen Gary leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Time for the biggest stories of the day and from the week. Man, it's been a busy day and really a busy week. A lot of stuff to get to. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton, Chris Santiago producing. First up on Hot Leads, did you see this, PC? Major League Baseball Player Association is hiring a former Houston Astro by the name of one Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez, if you remember, came over as one half of the package deal that included Mike Fires when the Astros sent one Josh Hader to the Milwaukee Brewers years ago. Horrible. And now, 
You have Josh Hader back with the Astros on a five-year, $95 million deal, which was consummated, signed, sealed, delivered last week. I just think this is very ironic that Carlos Gomez is now going to be an elevated employee of Major League Baseball's Player Association. The Astros, within a two-week span, have brought back Josh Hader. Are you like me and thinking that if that deal never goes down, if the Astros never would have traded Josh Hader, then the aftermath, and you know what aftermath I'm talking about, after 2017 in the World Series, it never happens. Never happens. Damn it! Not only that, but I mean, <laughs> when you first saw the news that they were hiring Carlos Gomez, did you suddenly channel your inner Colin McHugh and be like, what the is he doing? <laughs> I was like, wait, I what? Mean, Carlos Gomez was a guy who was considered to be like a gold glove level center fielder for a while. Comes to Houston, he plays center field like he's getting chased by bees. I, that guy was so bad. In his short term here. I mean, he was so bad. Yeah. It's like, what happened? Did he touch the Monstars baseball and lose all his talent? <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to that guy. Mike Fires actually had a couple of... Mike Fires actually had a couple of good moments. He was solid. Had a no-hitter. Cool. He had a couple of good moments as an Astro. He also had a lot of games where he was freaking terrible. But it was like, you know, the Mafia family chumming up with the mole. You let them get too close. You let them in. They can't be a made man, but they're inside. They know too much. Mickey Blue Eyes. You can't ever let them go. If you let them go, you kill them before they go anywhere else. That's right. And the Astros. You take them to the flap house. He walks in. Oh, <laughs> bang, right in the back of the head. Yeah. You know, the uh, it, it kind of goes back to that 2017 postseason when, when Fires was being left off the postseason roster. Mm-hmm. Right, he wasn't an active part of the roster, and that he resented that, and he 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 got let go after the season, and he got his ring, and he, oh, I love that, you know, loved love my time in Houston, greatest team I was ever on. Check out my big shiny ring. The only problem was he was pitching in Detroit, and you know when he pitched against the Astros, he got his ass handed to him. Yeah, he did. And then he got traded to Oakland, and I think the 2019 year. He had the best season of his career. But every time he faced the Astros, he got his ass handed to him. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was one game where they tore him open for like nine runs in three innings. Yeah, and then he stopped facing the Astros anytime his turn in the rotation came up. So he got <laughs> like, it was where he was furious that he couldn't beat the Astros. He was furious. And he so knew why. <laughs> he... Yeah, because he's a crappy pitcher. You know, when, when you got mediocre stuff and you're going up against some of the best hitters in baseball on a team that's, you know, won a World Series, going to the ALCS every year, you throw slop up there, they're going to beat you. I can't say a lot of those are the words, but you know what I'm going to oh, no, say. No, he had a very flat fastball. I and always worried about that when he was here. It's like, dude, you're just not that good. Yeah. So he went and routed him out. And he thought that made it better. And then what happened is when Mike Fire's contract came up, nobody would touch him. Nobody wants the rat in their house. Oakland already had the rat in their house, and they like to be as cheap as possible. More on that story later. They like to be as cheap as possible. <laughs> so they brought him back, and they kept bringing him back. They just wouldn't pitch him against the Astros. They kept bringing him back until his arm was basically hanging by spit and duct tape, and 
then they let him go because he can't pitch anymore. Mm-hmm. Next up on Hot Leads, did you Mike see Fires this? Mike Fires gets run over by a speeding bus. Not Houston today. rejoices. Corey Kluber retired today. Two-time Cy Young Award winner for Cleveland. Pitched a no-hitter for the Yankees in 2021. Done after 13 Major League seasons. Here it is, man. Finished 116-77 and with a 3.16 ERA. Nearly uh, seven, just over 1,700 strikeouts for a career. Finished top 10 in Cy Young five times. Four seasons of at least 18 wins. Led the league in complete games three times. Shutouts in three times. ERA plus twice. ERA once. Was on a Hall of Fame track. I think he's still kind of borderline in my opinion, but he was such a late bloomer and then had injury issues that killed him in 19 and 20. He had a sword muscle in uh, his shoulder, which I think kept him to just one game in the 2020 season. Um, Corey Kluber, man, was definitely one of the best for about a five or six year stretch. Calling it quits. Two Cy Youngs, three All-Star appearances, and an ERA title. He's 13 years, believe it or not, but his, his first two years, he pitched a combined 15 games. Yeah, and those were prime years of his baseball career. It was like age said, 25, 26. Yeah. He doesn't become a full-time starter until he's 27 years old. Yeah. And, you know, obviously his best years were in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, he was shut you down. For a five-year period, he finished... He had one, two Cy Youngs, two third-place finishes, and a top-ten finish in a five-year period. I don't know if that's enough. No, it's not enough to for a get him in. I mean, look, guys whose careers get cut short because of injury have a better chance of getting in historically if their career is really just cut short as opposed to they hang on, they try to fight through it, you know. Uh, type of thing and after he the 2018 season where he goes 20 and 7 mm-hmm. he pitched 7 games 1 game we threw 1 inning mm-hmm. 16 games doesn't pitch 30 starts again until 2022 in Tampa made 15 appearances uh, for the Red Sox last year and he was bloody awful fell hard man yeah I mean he doesn't have two full seasons total after 2018. I, I think this is one of those. This guy was really dominant for five years. Yeah. And then his arm fell off. Yeah, literally he almost did, man. Um, but uh, heck of a career, though, uh, for Corey Kluber uh, when he was at the height of it for that five-year stretch, as you mentioned. Uh, final uh, story on hot leads tonight. See if you can connect the dots with me, PC. Boston College is hiring former Texan head coach Bill O'Brien to be Ah, their head coach. Suckers. (laughs) BC Eagles. Doom. Check this out. So Boston College is hiring Bill O'Brien because Boston College just lost their head coach, Jeff Halfley, who left to become the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Now that Bill O'Brien decommitted from the offensive coordinator position at Ohio State, which he took last month, that became open. So Chip Kelly came from UCLA to take that offensive coordinator position at Ohio State. 
which means the UCLA job is now open. Circus. Circus. Yeah. What do you make of that? Bob saying, "Hey, nice to know you. Thanks, but no thanks." After a month. Do you think he even moved into his office yet? I think Ryan Day should count his lucky stars that he is rid of Bill O'Brien. Amen. <laughs> I, why the hell would you hire Bill O'Brien? Did you guys not, you know, follow the CFP? <laughs> Do y'all not know who Jalen Milrow is? Did any of you miss the interview where Jalen Milrow threw Bill O'Brien under a speeding bus telling him he's never going to be a quarterback and he should switch positions? Did y'all miss that part? Yeah, I mean, listen, I know you guys are head coaches, and maybe you're not paying attention to really important interviews done by CFP playing quarterbacks, guys who were like five-star recruits, uh, starting quarterback for freaking Alabama and Nick Saban. Maybe you missed those interviews because, <laughs> you know, you live under a, a rock and it's a deep, dark cloud. But when one of the best quarterbacks in college football tells you, this guy's – all this guy did to me was tell me – I'm not a quarterback. I'm never going to be a quarterback, and I should switch positions. And then he leads Alabama to the CFP. Why? Tough love, Patrick. In the blue hell. He needed to hear it, Patrick. Yeah, he needed to hear that. Like, <laughs> like he needed to get shot in the face. Right? Reverse psychology, this Patrick. Is absolute asinine decision <laughs> by Ohio State to hire that giant turd burglar as the OC. Then they literally get a gift from the Lord, and he goes to BC where, let's just say, if he gets through two years, maybe the AD gets fired because they are going to crash and burn. If you think they couldn't get guys to go there now, and that's one good thing about about BC, right? They don't have any players. You think you're going to get a top Mm -hmm. recruit quarterback to go there? That's what Jalen Milrose said about them. Keep drinking. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. That was Hot Leads. Coming up next, we'll take your phone calls. You want to weigh in on the Texans? We're going to get right to it as one of the most respected football analysts. Uh, hear what they had to say in regards to the Texans' offensive line and running back positions and how the Texans should address that this offseason. That's next, Area 45, Sports Radio 610. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Area 45 back with you on Sports Radio 610. He's Patrick Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. Appreciate you joining us. If you'd like to be a part of the show, 713-572-4610-572-4610. You can call or text to be a part of the show. Let's head out to Ben. He's been waiting the longest. You're on Sports Radio 610. Good evening, Ben. How you doing, my man? I'm good, bro. I just wanted to weigh in on this running back thing. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, for- yeah, for me, the number one thing that is going to take this offense to the next level is a running game. We can add a – yes, we need to add a receiver, yes. But we don't need to add a running back. We just need, we need to add – we need to add the running back, and that's Saquon. So if, we, if we're we not on a budget, we don't get an award for budgeting, you ain't supposed to move up from to, to from 12 to 3 to pick back-to-back any either. But guess what? We did it. It was the right decision. I mean, Saquon, we're not talking about a scrub. Every touch can go for 20 or 30. That's not an exaggeration. So it's like, don't outsmart your common sense trying to win the budget award, man. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I think you make a really good point, and it's kind of what I said earlier. You have got to swing big on one of these needs this offseason if you're the Texans. You have to make a decision on which one. And – Presumably, it'd be two of the three, the major three. D-end, wide receiver, running back. D-end, if you don't bring back Jonathan Grenard, I think you have to still go get a guy. And You may have to get two. You may have to get two. Um, but you're not spinning out the wazoo, presumably, for a guy that you lost. Because Jonathan Grenard is not going to command, at least in my mind, top-shelf money relative to the other high-priced free agent edge rushers available right now. Probably somewhere in the midst of 15 to $18 million. There's other guys out there that are going to be looking for uh, in the neighborhood of 20 to $22 million. So you got to make a decision there. you got to make a decision on wide receiver and running back. To me, it's not going to be both. Which one makes the most sense relative to who you believe you got coming up and who you believe is absolutely dazzling to you in the draft. And I just don't think you need or in a position to really draft and develop another running back behind what you have already in-house. And you don't even have it in. Devin Singletary is a free agent, but if you're going to bring him back, run it back with him and Damian Pierce, Darian Gumbawale, and a developmental pick, I, I just... I don't think that is a smart play. I don't think that's in play, to be honest with you. If you've got Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Zach Moss, I mean, there is a class of running backs out there, and I won't even say it's a steep drop-off because, Patrick, like the caller said, everybody's got questions. People are worried about Saquon. We got a lot of texts. You know, maybe what about injury issues with Saquon, injury issues with Josh Jacobs, injury issues and age with Derrick Henry, age with Austin Eckler, tread on the tide. There's a question about all these guys. There's not one dude that you could say, you know what, that's an absolute guaranteed lock. We got to go get him at whatever cost. That guy doesn't exist. Look, it's everybody had an injury questions about Christian McCaffrey. 
uh, before he went to San Francisco. And what happened when he got to San Francisco? It's not all on him. He doesn't have to win every single battle. And he stayed healthy. Sure. And that's going to be the situation here. It's not going to be all on the running back. You've got CJ. You've got Tank. You've got Nico. You've got a really good defense. You've got a really good tight end, presumably, that you're able to retain in Dalton Schultz. Um, It would be a very similar situation in my mind. A very favorable one for a running back that, yes, you know what, has had maybe some injury issues in Saquon or Josh Jacobs. They're still 26 and 27 years old. Man, I, I want Saquon. And look, if, <laughs> if the I don't want the number to be completely unpalatable. But if the number is at least reasonable, when you look at the Texans' offense and you're like, okay, this is a team with C.J. Stroud that is going to throw the ball more than they're going to run it. Mm-hmm. Don't you want a running back who is a threat out of the backfield to take it to the house yes, every single time he catches the ball? Yes, please. That is Saquon Barkley. Absolutely. Um, let, let's let's hear from Brian Baldinger, former NFL offensive lineman, uh, analyst for the uh, NFL Network. He was on the drive earlier this week. Oh, was it in the loop? Thank you, Chris. He was on in the loop earlier this week. Listen to this take. He was loopholing. He, he was loopholing. Listen to this take that he had on the Texans running back situation and how they should address it. Do you think they need to be shopping at the top of the not at free the top. Agent running backs? No, I mean, look, Damian Pierce was what a third round pick. Yes, Motor was a third or fourth yeah. round pick. I mean, you can find running backs in you know in every level. I don't think it has to be a priority position, but I think the way that Damian went back words this year yeah and motor stepped up and played really well i mean i think that you probably say you know what sometimes the shelf life for these backs you know just isn't real long i mean you can't go wrong with you know bringing another guy in you can't go wrong with bringing another guy in that was about as much of a popcorn fart of a take as i think you could possibly get i don't give a damn where devin singletary was drafted devin singletary's been in the nfl now for like six years i don't care if he was a third or a fourth round pick and damian pierce was a fourth round pick by the way not a third bad job by by the not correcting him he was a fourth round pick correct his ass you know i expected far more from a guy like Brian Baldinger, who that was the very first time that I ever heard him speak. I always read his stuff. I never heard him. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Baldy, too. I love his video breakdowns. They're freaking awesome. They are very good. I look forward to them after Texans games, more so this year than ever before, because I want to hear and watch people break down C.J. Stroud in this offense. But I thought that take was the most, like, blah, vanilla, I that admitted to me that, you know what, I don't watch very much Houston Texan football still because, yeah, eh, yeah, it never hurts to bring a guy in. Uh, yeah, you you know, Damian Pierce, you could still roll with him. You David know what Singletary, that was? Bring that back. Come that on. was an offensive lineman's take on running backs. I thought about that, too. They, Is the, that the just offensive it? offensive lineman doesn't give a damn who's running the ball. Yeah. We block, you freaking run. Yeah. And they think, linemen always think, it doesn't matter who's running. If he's good, he'll find the holes. And if he's not good, well, he won't get anywhere. And that's kind of the how I felt he was describing Damian Pierce there was that like Damian Pierce was lousy. And now you don't know if he's going to be good or not. And mm-hmm. I thought Damian Pierce's kick return touchdown showed you he can still see the field. He has a lot more acceleration than people think. 
He doesn't have to lower his head and run over somebody. Like he said when he came back from injury, he did not fully learn the system. He had, you know, he was hurt, had surgery, was not a part of the offseason program as much as you would have liked because he was still rehabbing and recovering. He was going to need a full offseason in the offense to really learn it. I think Damian Pierce will be much better in the offense this year than he was last I, year. I agree with you. Uh, I, I, that being said, he's got to go into the season as number three, right? You're going to have, you, if you bring yes. back motor as number two, and then you go get your real lead dog to be number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think you have to have a thunder and lightning type of combination. You could have Saquon Barkley and, and Singletary as your one, two and Pierce as the, you know, the third back, like that's perfectly fine. It'd be a great problem to have. The got running backs get banged up. You can't touch the ball 25 times no. and not get banged up. So you know what? Like this year, if they were down a running back, they had to play one guy mm-hmm. because you can't run Dario Gunbowali. Which they the did sometimes. The only thing a Gunbowali can do is act as a receiver out of the backfield. It's the only thing he can do. He can't run to save his life. So having Pierce be your three and you hope that he steps back up to being what he was, you've got a real group of, of running back. You have a real running back room. Mm-hmm. Like this year, people thought their their wide receiver room was going to be awful. They wound up having a really good wide receiver room. It was solid, yeah. It was solid. It wasn't deep. It was solid. It wasn't deep, but your top two guys were really damn good. Yep. No, no question about that. Uh, and then when Tank went down... Unfortunately, that hurt, that hurt a lot. That almost, I mean, that almost effectively killed Robert Woods because when Tank went down, Robert Woods effectively did as well. He wasn't very much a part of the offense the rest of the way either. It became much more of Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz, um, and in trying to tinker and figure out a way to get John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson involved in the offense. Um, and in a flash, you were able to scheme some stuff up and have a couple of fantastic days uh, from Noah Brown. And that was your season at the wide receiver position for the Houston Texans. You know, two, the year before, uh, I guess, so I guess, two, 21, Robert Woods was still a solid receiver. And then he went to Tennessee in 22, and they played half the season with Malik Willis, who couldn't throw the ball five yards. Uh, and he had a lousy season. And the question became, all right, is Robert Woods a victim of circumstance because they didn't have a quarterback, or did Father Time catch Robert Woods? He's had a lot of injuries in his career. Mm -hmm. When you have a lot of injuries, usually you lose a couple of years off the end of your career. You will go, your father time gets you sooner. Sure. This year, it really looked like father time got Robert Woods. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I I, I think um, as much as we're going to credit a guy like Tank Dell for being the freak athlete that he is and his special ability to be able to get in and out of breaks and run crisp routes, Robert Woods, once upon a time ago, was able to uh, run some fantastic routes, and I just don't think he's able to get out of them uh, as fast as he used to, create separation. But you know what? The first part of the season, when those legs were fresh PC, he was Mr. Reliable. If you needed a first down, you go to Robert Woods. And between him and Nico Collins... Uh, the first six, seven weeks of the season, I'm going to say. I mean, it was that was you could do a hell of a lot worse for a rookie quarterback to have 
options to throw to than those two guys. That's for damn sure. We're going to roll into the 9 o'clock hour. Coming up next, he's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani with you. When we return, Astros general manager Dana Brown spoke about both Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker uh, yesterday, in fact. Who has the Astros' attention right now? And what is Joe Espada thinking exactly in terms of Jordan Alvarez and where he'd like to see him more this season? We'll have it for you next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 